This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Hello, and thanks for tuning in. I am that nerd dad, Joe Williamson. I appreciate you stopping by for a 15 Let's call it 30-minute visit now. Shows are getting a little longer with the interviews, and uh, I got a fun one for you today. I recorded this one yesterday, and we had fun. We, like, it was was good. Listen to it. Don't just tune out after shit you may have missed. Listen to it. It's fun. Uh, While you're here, do me a favor. Hit subscribe. Hit follow. Whether it's on YouTube, uh, iTunes, or uh, Spotify. It's primarily where you're listening to this. Hit follow, hit subscribe, tell a friend, and if you hate it, tell an enemy. We've got some fun shit to get into today, so let's let's start. Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Alright, so we're going to start with um, Halloween. Halloween came and went. Happy Halloween. Is that something you say afterwards? I don't think I think Halloween and Happy Halloween has like a it's like a one day thing. With other holidays, like Thanksgiving, people will start saying Happy Thanksgiving uh, the day before, maybe a couple days before at work, and potentially even a couple days after. Not the case with Halloween. <laughs> no one's walking around on November second saying, "Hey, I haven't seen you since Halloween. Happy Halloween." not not a thing Halloween was different this year at least it was supposed to be different this year it seems like a lot of you uh, said fuck it and and went for it which is fine that's you know if you're keeping your family safe and vaccinated and the government says it's okay good for you um, we we played it safe not surprisingly if you listen to the show at all we've been super conservative um when it comes to uh our exposure and potentially exposing ourselves and our family to covid so not surprisingly we, we played it safe um we had a busy day we we visited three families um we visited my parents uh with my niece and nephew um and my parents had like great big ass <laughs> halloween treat bags for them and like it, they had toys in them, it looked like a little, like it looked like a like a mini Christmas. It looked like a preview of what Christmas could be like. Um, so candy, a few small toys, all Halloween themed. It was really nice, really nice. Kids dressed up, and we walked in, we rang the doorbell, trick or treat, the whole nine yards. It was it was good. Um, after that, we went to a friend of ours. Same thing, rang the doorbell. Kids were dressed up, and they too. <laughs> had an ungodly amount of candy and chips and bottles of water uh, ready for us. So, that was wild. And then we went to uh, our aunt's house for dinner. Uh, A very festive Chinese food Halloween dinner. And she had these two giant bowls of candy in the anticipation that she might get a few kids at Halloween. And the doorbell didn't ring once while we were there. 
and my kids left with like a pillowcase full of candy. Uh, now at ages two and five, there's no way in hell I'm letting them eat all that crap. Um, but as someone who's also trying to cut back on the sweets a little bit, I'm making a conscious effort. I'm tracking my calories right now. Um, I think it's going to sit there for quite some time. I don't think I don't think we're going to run out of Halloween candy anytime soon. But it was an overall enjoyable experience. In fact, um, my my five year old said, "Can we just do it like that next year?" Um, because we said maybe we can go trick or treating door to door next year. And he's like, I'd rather just do this. <laughs> like, it's people I know and like, and they give me way more candy, and there's way less effort, and I'm indoors, and it's warm. Um, so we, uh, you know, I may, a new tradition may have been born out of this one. Uh, we had fun, though. Kids had fun. That's really the important part, right? Halloween is for kids, and if you think it's for adults, you're an idiot. Um, I'll stand by that. We can fight about it in the comments. But, uh, yeah, it's for the kids, and the kids had fun, so that's all that matters. Now, to make this about me for just a few minutes, <laughs> I went out on uh, Twitter and shared some of my old Halloween costumes. Um, some of the ones that I'm, I'm proud of. And one of them in particular, and I'm going to share it here, is uh, Al Borland from Home Improvement. Um, I tried to nail the pose and the, the obviously a wig, because God, if I had those locks, I wouldn't be wearing this hat backwards every episode. Um... And I had all of this stuff lying around except for the, uh, the 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 cloth tool belt. So that was something I had to go to Home Depot for. This was also when it looks like I'm about 50 pounds lighter than what I am now. And uh, anyways, I shared this photo on Twitter and I tagged the actor, Richard Karn. Uh, and he liked the photo. So that was kind of fun. Uh, you know, Al Borland knows I exist. He's already forgotten about me, but it's still, it was something, and it made my Halloween a little brighter. Thank you, Richard Karn. I'm glad to see you're not dead. It's time for shit you may have missed. And first up is some Tiger King news. Oh, you know I love me some Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> I love Tiger King. All right, so Carol Baskins is suing Netflix, saying, uh, look, you don't have my permission anymore to use my face and uh, and my likeness and uh, old video clips for season two of Tiger King because you're promoting Tiger King season two. Like, I'm in it, and I'm not. I had nothing to do with it. I didn't want anything to do with it because you made me look like I murdered my husband because I probably did. So, uh, it, it, her first was like, hey, I want the thing shut down, and I don't want it aired. But some judge already said, no, that's not happening. I have to watch this. So, <laughs> Tiger King Season 2 is coming out next month, maybe this month, later on, a couple weeks from now. Uh, I can't wait. If you haven't checked out the trailer, check it out. Uh, despite that bitch's Carol Baskin's best efforts, the show will go on. I'm going to get my popcorn, I'm going to get my Jerry Springer redneck bullshit on, and I cannot wait. Donkey Kong! <laughs> Seth Rogen and Donkey Kong. So, last week, maybe two weeks, three weeks, I don't know where it was, there was the big announcement that the Super Mario Brothers animated film uh, is going to have like an all-star cast. 
of voice actors. And one of them is Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Great casting. Love this casting. Um, they are already developing a Donkey Kong solo movie. Uh, with Seth Rogen attached. So, I think what we're going to get is a Mario-verse. We've got the, the DC universe and the uh, the Marvel universe. I think we're going to get a Mario-verse here. They're going to bring everything together, and then certain characters are going to get their own little spin-off movies. It's going to be fun, assuming it's well done. And it's being done by the guys who did the Minions movies, so I think at the very least it's in good hands. Um, and I think we're getting for some quality kid entertainment. So, good on Seth Rogen. Uh, leveraging those marijuana dollars into a DK movie. Speaking of Mario, Chris Pratt <laughs> is back in the fucking news. God, this guy cannot take a news cycle off. Uh, so he's gone from uh, being attached to voice Super Mario to now he's being attached to voice Garfield in uh, the upcoming... Garfield movie. I don't think they reboot kids' movies like this. I think they just kind of make new ones. Um, so it's going to be a uh, new Garfield movie with Chris Pratt attached to voice Garfield. I think we're almost at Chris Pratt saturation. I think we're almost there. I think I think the the backlash, if it hasn't already started, uh, is coming. I think people are are done with Chris Pratt. He has some very conservative political views. That he keeps very quiet, um, which I think has helped him continue to get jobs. But I think if new if he starts to make any sort of splash about being anti-vax or pro-Trump or any of that stuff, his his leash will his run will end. Um, I, I think we're almost there. I really do because every time his name pops up, I can almost feel Twitter roll their eyes and go, "Ugh, now what?" What's he cast in now? Because he's not great. Like, he's good. He's good. He was excellent on Parks and Rec. He was fine in the Jurassic Park movies. He's really good in Guardians of the Galaxy. But he's not Ryan Reynolds. And I think that they're trying to kind of force him in as a Ryan Reynolds. Um, he's like a, like a QAnon Ryan Reynolds. That's, that'll be the clip. QAnon Ryan Reynolds. Well, that's the label I'm stuck with for him from now on, because that's how I'll be thinking of him. Good luck with that, Chris Pratt. And finally, another anim... All animation today, except for that bitch, Carol Baskins. Um, all animation. Uh, uh, an animated series near and dear to my heart, Alvin and the Chipmunks, is for sale. The company that currently owns the rights to Alvin and the Chipmunks is uh, looking to offload some assets. It's rumored that you can acquire Alvin and the Chipmunks for $300 million. I feel like that's on the low end. Because Alvin and the Chipmunks are like the Ninja Turtles. They kind of have a resurgence every 10 years. They're a little bit out right now. They'll come back. You'll get another movie. You'll get another animated series. You'll get all kinds of merchandise and shit. And 
and it's music too and like kids love the music right the kids love to sing along to the music and you might be able to sell some some spotify sales and like i I think there's an opportunity here so uh what i'm asking of you is to donate to my new gofundme account uh, where we will invest one dollar each to buy alvin and the chipmunks um for 300 million so i need 300 million of you to chip in a buck if you chip in two you get a little bit more say at the annual board meeting if you chip in three dollars you get a little bit more say so this is how this is going to work we're going to start a gofundme account with that nerd dad followers to buy alvin and the chipmunks and then we're going to be rich I like that idea. All right, here's what we're going to do now. We are going to throw to my interview with Priscilla Goins, author, mother, funny woman on Twitter. Uh, She had a CNN article written about her. Um, So we're going to throw to that. It's a lot of fun. Plus, at the end of the interview, she tells a really embarrassing anecdote about from when she was in high school, and I love it. I, I, I truly love it. Um, I also struggle with technology again, so you get a little bit of everything on this one. So let's watch that. Come back, reconvene. I can tease my next guest, which is booked, and I'm scheduled to interview next week. So let's do that. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Today I have a special guest. I'm going to call her a a Twitter friend, maybe a friend. uh, Priscilla Goins. You may know her as at Priscilla1234. Very original. Uh, on Twitter, and she is a mother, an author, and she had something go like super viral to the point where CNN wrote an article about that. But we'll we'll table that. Priscilla, thank you so much for coming on the show. I want to give you a chance to talk about uh, your short story, Spoons, that was featured in uh, Not Meant for Each Other, an anthology. So thank you for coming on the show. Let's hear about Spoons. How did this all come about? Hey, well, thank you so much for having me. This is my first um, podcast, so uh, I feel like this is my debut. Um, I'll be gentle. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, Spoons was a part of an anthology called Not Meant for Each Other, like you mentioned, from Lost Boys Press. And it's a um, independent press, and it's um, headed up by two really awesome people in the writing community, Chad and Ashley. Um, they don't even need last names because that's how awesome they are. Um, and they put out this call for um, a love story without a happily ever after, um, which sort of turns romance on its head because that's not really how that typically works. Um, but I do write romance. Um, and so I was like, well, this is up my alley. I have to have to give this a shot. Um and what the, the prompt called for was at the end of it for the reader to either be devastated that <laughs> the couple didn't make it or elated, like, thank God, you know, kind of thing. So I went with the former because I just like to make people feel bad. Um, so, um, yeah. So I, I, I have to ask the, the prop. What does that mean as, as a the layman? Prompt, the prompt. Sorry. Like what the, is it? Oh, oh, the, it's it's like this is what your story should should be about because oh, like a, like a proposal kind of thing. Yeah, so everything in the so all the stories in this wonderful anthology. Oh, she's uh, got a handy. All, yeah, show, show yeah. it to the camera. Yeah, is I it mean, beautiful? fifty people might watch this. 
<laughs> yeah, and I please buy it because I get like two cents every time somebody buys one. Um, <laughs> um, not look, I'm not in it for the money. I have a day job. Um, but but yeah, so every story in here is a romance that doesn't work for one reason or another. So this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So open a bottle of whiskey, yeah. put on country music. You're going to prepare to cry. And, uh, yeah. and then just have at her. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. was Spoon something that you kind of had in your, in your drawer for a while? Or is this something that you wrote specifically for the, uh, yeah. the, the, the call? Right. I knew the first line. Um, the first line of it is it's not about the spoons. And I've had that first line for a couple of years. Um, but I didn't have the rest of the story. The rest of the story came when I saw the um, the submission call. Um, then I said, oh, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that um, that line that I knew I wanted to open." And, and that line came about because, and I'm very open about this. I have OCD, <laughs> and not like not like the kind where people are like, "Oh, I'm OCD about that." No, like I actually have OCD. Like I have to take <laughs> medication <laughs> to function. Okay, I really have it, um, and spoons are a thing for me um and there have been times where I've opened the the flatware drawer in the kitchen and the spoons are not where they're supposed to be and it sent me into this like real tailspin of like opening other cabinets and what else is wrong in this house you know like just you know and I thought this is irrational <laughs> like it's, not really about, it's not really about the spoon so I, I sort of filed that away of this is a story so somewhere. So I, I had that, but I didn't have the rest of it until I saw the submission call from, from Lost Voice Press. And I was like, this is my opportunity to take the spoons and, and make it into something. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask you about your writing uh, okay. process. Cause I'm curious myself, um, you know, as someone who like, I've written two terrible novels that are sitting on my de- in, in, in files. I'm not happy with them. I had it. I, I, I paid once to have a professional editor rip it apart. And it was the worst oh. experience of my life because it was like, I paid for this person to make me feel terrible. Um, so when you sit down to write, mm-hmm. you had that line. It's mm-hmm. not really about the spoons. You sat down to write. Is it like, you've got character names or are you like, I, I map it out first or I just see where it goes. I'm, I'm uh, what, you, what the writing community calls a pantser. I don't plot. Okay. I I have an idea and I go with the idea. And usually I have the, the characters first. Like 
I, you know, like, oh, here's a, a, the thing that I want to explore about a person or, you know, like somebody inspires you in some way. Um, in this case, it was a little different because I just knew I wanted somebody to be like upset about the spoons, but it wasn't about the spoons. And I just started writing like, how do I start an argument <laughs> with it's about the spoons, but it's not and not make this person look crazy. Um, even though they are fully aware that this is not a rational thing to be upset about. Um, so I, um, I just, I just had that idea and I was like, I got to make an argument out of this. It has to be a couple has to be having an argument about the spoons, but not really. Yeah. I was going to say, it absolutely sounds like married life. Yes. Absolutely. Sounds like married life. So now when your husband reads this, is he going, am I, am I the lead here? Am I, is it, is it your husband, the inspiration? No, it's not my husband. And I've said that to other people. I'm like, this is not really about us. It's um, not your life. I don't, yeah, no, because I don't want people to be like, oh my gosh, she's going to leave her husband um, about these these spoons. And like, <laughs> you're like, you know, texting him like, dude, I don't know why you can't put the spoons where they go. So no, it's, it's not, um, it's not really about us. But um, I do really take pride in the fact that people have told me this reads like arguments that they've had or um, you know, it's just, it's relatable because I, that's what I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be like these little things that are not really a big deal, but they become a big deal or we let them become a big deal. Um, but no, it's not, it's not an autobiography. Okay. I love my husband very much. He's, he's awesome. Well, if he ever listens to this, I'm sure he'll be happy to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to pivot. Because you know okay. I like to keep things short on the show, mm-hmm. and it it, it kind of ties into what you're talking about a little bit in terms of uh, I'm not talking about your viral tweet. So your viral tweet, you tweeted out, and I'm gonna say y'all, but I do not mean to insult your accent. I'm so excited, okay. Or maybe I do. Maybe I should just go for it. I've been y'all, waiting for you to say this. Go. Okay. Y'all ever encountered toxic positivity? There you go. Uh, no, y'all ever encounter? Because you actually typed y'all, which is amazing. You didn't I just say all you time. all. You went yeah. y'all. You went for mm-hmm. it. Encountered toxic positivity. So this is a, and in your mind, mm-hmm. this is probably a throwaway tweet. Just almost like using Twitter like a diary as we all do for from sure. time to time. For sure. I looked at the numbers today. Not today. Mm-hmm. A couple days ago when I was preparing. I'm honest on this show. Uh, 19,000 retweets. 6,300 quote tweets and 188,000 likes. Mm -hmm. This thing goes viral to the point where there is an article on August 29th. No, excuse me. The tweet was on August 29th, 2020, but it spawned an article on CNN regarding mental health and toxic positivity and whether or not it's like a thing and how people relate to it. Um, Mm -hmm. How did this mess up your life? (laughs) because <laughs> it sounds like it sounds great as someone who's trying to get things to go viral but it also sounds horrible at the same time yeah I had to mute it like that day I had to mute it um because it was just like overwhelming at that point I had like maybe 150 Twitter followers and most of what I tweeted would get like maybe one or like three likes and you know and it was usually like those people that are like you're all constantly interacting with like you yeah. know I know I'm going to get these three likes. Um, 
So when I started getting all of these notifications and all of these comments, I was like, whoa, I have struck a nerve. Um, And what's interesting is I think in the article they call out, it was over 200,000 likes. So I don't know if 20,000 people went and unliked it or um, people like closed their account since then or what. Yeah. But that's weird. So anyway, uh, just saying. Um, they round yeah, it, it up to like, make it sound better. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was like, it was intense. And I try, I, at first I was trying to keep up with the comments because like, oh, people, people want to tell me about their experience with it and I want to reply to them and it just got too much. And then people were calling me um, names and saying that I was just doing it for an engagement. And for one, can I just say one thing? <laughs> I've seen this like um, like people complaining about like, oh, this tweet's just for engagement. Are people going on Twitter just to shout into the void? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, is that not the point of it? But anyway, um, but yeah, so that taught me that no matter what you say, people will be mad. Like people wake mm-hmm. up in the morning and are like, what will I be mad about today? Oh, I know this chick that's asking about pos- toxic positivity. Yeah. I'm going to like. Positivity is going to piss me off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get real riled about that. Um, but yeah, it was, it was intense. Um, and then, a a freelance journalist slid into my DMS and, um, was like, Hey, I'm I'm not encouraged to slide into her DMS. I'm just, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're a pleasant person, sure. Not if you're a weirdo, not if you're the majority of men on Twitter. Yes. That is. Yes. Yes. Um, so, so she sent me a DM that she was writing an article about the subject and she noticed that this had struck a nerve and she, she asked to interview me and that's, that's how that happened. Crazy. First off, the fact that you, uh, you checked your DMs and weren't like, well, this is clearly a Nigerian prince scam. I'm, I'm... I Googled her. I Googled her yeah. before I replied to make sure she was actually a, a journalist. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, was it a phone interview or is it just a typing thing? It was a phone interview. Was a phone interview? I mean, you didn't do one of these? You didn't do a little Skype thing? No. You no. Did you use a landline? Tell me you use a landline. I didn't. I don't have uh, a landline anymore. Did no. you see my story about the landlines yesterday on Twitter? Yes. Yeah, you, you commented. Yeah. I commented. Uh, mm-hmm. But now people are like, "What's? The, can you tell the story? The land, the story about the landline. Tell tell the story. Do you mind telling the story? Because now people are like, "Well, what the hell are they talking about?" Tell the story. It's a good story. No, I'd like to make people happy with my humiliation. So um, this was this was like twenty years ago. I was in high school, and we had landline phones. And we this is how we this was our socializing was talking on the phone or going to the mall. I mean, that's in my area anyway. That's what we did. And I was talking to my friend and there was this boy that I liked because, you know, I was in high school. So you constantly had a crush on somebody. Um, and there was this boy that I really liked and we were talking about it. I was like, oh, I don't even know if he like knows that I exist. Um, and he's like, I have his number. So let's three way call him and I'll talk to him about you and you can hear what he says. Right. Because this is this is actually standard procedure for teenage girls. back Smart. In the day. This is how, yeah, because we you have to know where you stand with a person before you put yourself out there. So we three-way called him and we got the answering machine. So we disconnected the three-way call. And so I just was, went back to talking about how cute he is and how much I like him. Um, and then we hear a beep. Um, and we realized that was the answering machine beep. <laughs> and we had just recorded five minutes of me gushing about this dude. So I didn't go to school the next day because I was like, clearly 
my life is over. Right. Okay, so uh, I'm curious about that point. I didn't ask this uh-huh. on Twitter yesterday. Did you tell your mom? Is that the re- like, mom, look, I, I'm really yeah. embarrassed. I'm not going to work. Or did you just fake it like a tummy ache? I don't, I don't remember. I don't, okay. I didn't tell, I didn't tell my mom. The only people that knew about this at the time were, well, everyone in his family, <laughs> and me and my friend. Um, I didn't know. No, I don't remember what I told her, but I know I didn't tell her what was, what was up. So I didn't go to school that day. And then after school, my friend calls me and she goes, so he heard it <laughs> and he knows it's you. So that was fun. When I finally did go back to school, I avoided him like the plague. We didn't have any classes together, but eventually, you know, we were face to face and he did ask me out. But at that point I was like, no, I can never know. I mumbled my way through a a declining of the date that I had so desperately wanted, you know, 48 hours prior. Um, And then we just never talked about it again. I mean, we weren't like, you know, good friends or anything. So it wasn't like, you know, it was a crush. It was a crush. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't difficult to avoid him after that, that point. Yeah. Honest with me now. Mm -hmm. How many times have you looked them up on Facebook? Um, I haven't. Liar. I I don't believe you. (laughs) I don't think I have. We might be Facebook friends. Um, but I don't like. I haven't like scrolled through his pictures to see like what what's your life now like the one who got away or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because your husband's in the other room? Is that why you're telling me this? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. definitely have. <laughs> I'm gonna clip that. I'm gonna clip okay. that part. I look him up all the time, and I'm gonna. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I, I'm I'm hoping he doesn't remember. But uh, you do, probably do. You want to say his right? first name? Do you want to say it? No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> had to try, had to try. Uh, Priscilla, thank you so much. This was thank a you. blast. Uh, show the book again. Uh, not meant for each other, an anthology. Yeah. Lost Boys Press. You can uh, get it on Amazon. You can. I was looking at yeah. it the other day. Yeah. I, I, uh, But I, I think there's a thing with Canada. It's not like readily available in Canada. Nothing's readily available in Canada. It's I don't know true. how y'all survive. We just got electricity. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, the only reason I'm well lit is because we're doing this during the day and there's mm-hmm. sun out. Otherwise, I'd be in total darkness. There's sun out? Oot. 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 Oh, yeah. The sun is out, eh? Uh, hey, at least we don't have guns everywhere, okay? And universal health care. I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, two can play this game. You're from Tennessee. Don't give me ammunition. <laughs> I know, gosh. Yes. You're right. I shouldn't have said anything. I apologize. We're going to end on a high note. Thank you so much. We'll, uh, we'll talk again. Uh, uh, not, not meant for each other an anthology on Amazon at Lost Boys Press. She is Priscilla Goins at Pistilla1234. I keep looking down because I have my notes. I'm old school. I have things on, I have things on actual paper. Look at that. Look at my, there's my notes. And you're like, oh, he's a stalker too. But no, it's just, uh, I got to have my notes ready. Now I have to figure out how to end the recording. Nope, not that. I did this the last time when I recorded with my brother. I think it's Alt-R. Is it Alt? That's it. That's the show. Wasn't that fun? <laughs> Priscilla's great. She really is. Um, and uh, her Twitter. I know, I know it's locked right now. We talked about it. Uh, try to give her a follow if she'll let you. Because <laughs> uh, she's really, really funny. and Really humble. Um, and 
she's on her way up. That's for sure. I don't think we've heard the end of uh, Priscilla Goins. Uh, and hopefully she'll come back when she's a mega celebrity. And I'm still uh, talking to the same 50 people. I love you 50 people, by the way. Like, I could rhyme your names off. Um, and maybe I will one day. Let's do an episode where I just talk about uh, how much I appreciate you all. But that's it. That's the show. Thank you so much. Um, my next guest is another uh, Twitter friend. I make a lot of friends through Twitter. She has over 30,000 uh, followers on Twitter. She is regularly featured in the Huffington Post for her uh, comedic tweets. And she might be one of the funniest women on Twitter. So that's, that is a tease, my friend. Uh, so check out for her interview next week. And uh, be well. Be safe. Let's, let's, do the, uh, let's do the thank yous. Let's uh, thank DeanBlendell.com for hosting this, getting this amazing show off the ground. 205 YouTube subscribers last I checked. Over 2,500 downloads uh, of the audio version. And uh, you people are just the best. I love you to death. And DeanBlendell.com, thank you so much for getting this off the ground. Blue microphones, of course. I don't sound this good without them. I also don't look this good. I have an awkward shaped head. Um, and the headphones help make it look normal. Thanks, Blue Microphones. We'll talk next week. Here's my son. Thanks for listening. Damn. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundal from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast, NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.